This week's major spoilers podcast goes out to Damian Ashburton Dunning, Zachariah McAllister, and Renee and Jay Valentine. They are not one of you. They come from an ancient time where they are known as the kickers of elves. And this one goes out to them. That was the weirdest thing ever. The Major Spoilers podcast covers news, reviews, and of course, spoilers, and goes into details about the topics discussed. So if you haven't read, listened, or watched the items we talk about, you might want to come back later. I'm Matthew. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm Stephen, and you're listening to the Major Spoilers podcast, the podcast for pop culture and comic fans. In... This issue by this axe cop, I rule. Dark Knight's head-to-head with Earth's Mightiest, and there's no joy in Mudville because dealing with the in-laws always sucks. It was quite a while ago that I had a strange intuition that something was wrong with a lone wolf situation. Why they say with so much adoration, but I can't see that that makes it right. Because the devil incarnate is running monster supervision, put me into a state of catalytic euphemism. Somebody's preaching about the wonder world of Conanism, and me, I don't understand it all. So for a while, I'll just read my comics and hum me a couple of tunes. It may not get me too far. Far, but it's the only thing I believe that's true. Arugulator. And the Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air. Hey, everyone. Welcome to issue 398 of the Major Spoilers Podcast. Yay! So glad you could be with us once again, and we are so glad to be with you <laughs> once again, wherever you future people may be. Mm-hmm. In the car, oh. in the bus, on the sidewalk. Laying down, going to sleep, listening to us as you drift off. In the woodpile, on the roof, knocking at your front door. Yes, on the sidewalk. You know, when I lived in Atlanta, every Saturday, I'd drive down this main street, and there would be this guy, big heavyset guy, with his shirt off, passed out in his front lawn. And the front lawn had one of these drastic slopes right Right. at the end. So he would lay right there by the sidewalk, and so his gut is just like... Out there for all of traffic to see every Saturday. And he'd have the empty beer can laying next to him. So if you're listening to a podcast and this is you, man who's drunk, passing out, this podcast for you. Okay, I'm on the show. (laughs) Let's get to some news. A lot of stories this week. Michael Bay pisses off people once again by saying it's just going to be called Ninja Turtles. Uh, Superman yes, gets a new Michael logo. Uh, another breakfast. Avengers trailer arrives. Mm-hmm. Uh, Total Recall also gets a trailer. Lego might consider a Shaun of the Dead set. And Justin Lin directs the Lone Wolf and Cub movie. Let's spin that wheel of destiny. See where it lands. That's why my internet is so slow today. Justin Lin, <laughs> the, the uh, director, is going to take on Lone Wolf and Cub. This is going to be an American version of the uh, popular um, manga franchise, which is, I think, has seven movies uh, uh, internationally. Uh, I done. believe it's pronounced manga, Stephen. Our manga fans You're not a real manga nerd. You're not a real otaku. I am a big fan of the otaku. I like Akirai. That was a good one. And Princess Nausea Medicine in the Valley of the Wind. So, Lone Wolf and Cub, Rodrigo, excited to see uh, an American take on on this uh, property? Sure. All right, Matthew, what about you? Yeah. All right, cool. Let's move on. Yay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) You want to develop that further, Rodrigo? Sure. Oh, right now. (laughs) 
<laughs> are we doing, are we we doing this now? Dagger eyes. There really should be a script <laughs> from across this, you know the room. That. Uh yes. Lone Wolf and People Co. wonder why I drink. Yeah. I I don't anymore. <laughs> I know I never have. <laughs> I mean I this is like the second time where I walked into your house and all the lights are off. You're just sitting there with crying. a glass in your hand, crying, like slumped up against the chair. <laughs> Hello, Rodrigo. <laughs> anyway, anyway, functional, I might add. Yes. All right. Liquid personality. So yes, I am excited about Lone Wolf and Cub. I think that. We could see a lot of interesting and super cool action in it. Um, I think that this will be a good stress test for American media. Because, in which way? Because Lone Wolf and Cub mm-hmm. is a Japanese comic book. Sure. Written and drawn by Japanese people. Right. The director tapped for Lone Wolf and Cub mm-hmm. is Chinese. Right. So it'll be a good test to see if the media can handle that and not just be like <laughs> oh it's so good that they've got a guy who comes from the same culture yeah, yeah, yeah. as it you know because he <laughs> yeah. doesn't yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the director had to be asian on this one right, because exactly. you know china so, and japan have so very much in common right so you know we'll see how people handle it and i'm looking forward to some minor explosions because of this it's like how uh in memoirs of a geisha like none of the right. girls playing the geishas were uh japanese right, they right. were all chinese actresses right, right. Yeah. Matthew, some other thoughts. Um, for me, I think it's going to be interesting because Lone Wolf and Cub, two Americans, and again, this is pretty much my limited perspective, so you feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, and you will. Um, I think t- to some degree, Lone Wolf and Cub is that series that Frank Miller did covers on in the 80s. You know, it's not something yeah. that has out- outside of a of a comic reading or manga audience, it really hasn't been a high profile twang kind of thing. But I think that it has, you know, it has the potential to break out. It's, it's got that, that crow potential. It's got something where people know of it and there are fans of it, but I think that they'll be able to create something without the general public saying, Oh, well that's a comic book movie. Oh, comic book movies are tanking. I heard that comic book movies are totally tanking. Oh, no. Steven you know said that gonna, you know on major spoilers. You know, it's going to get all riled up parent groups. Mm-hmm. That man Why? is putting that baby in danger. Yes. How no, dare he has a force he? field. Even more so. He has than a force field. Oh, he'll baby. have a force field and he'll be from outer space. Yeah. And it won't right. be a baby. It'll be Lone it'll Wolf be and his Cult miniature, 2100. It'll be his miniature clone. Right. And right. Lone wolf he will and literally be a cub. Yes. A wolf and And his cub. souvenir miniature ball of twine will be they, his weapon because he can't have a sword. They will be anthropomorphic and you know what justin lynn will tell everybody Animals. just take a deep breath and chill yo yeah. it's just gonna be called wolf and cub it's just live with it we're gonna be we're gonna be we, we we're being honest to the source material i should know i'm chinese yeah it's just <laughs> it's gonna be it's just gonna be called lone and dude you're from anaheim california <laughs> Oh, this is going to uh, be I think so fun to see how it plays out. You're right. R- half Rodrigo, the, the fun of this is, really is going to be... be able to make fun of the name Justin Lin. Mm. Well, especially because right now. I can think of five jokes right off the top of my head, you know? Yeah. Just in time. <laughs> All right, listeners, you can head over to Majorspoilers.com. You can check out this story and many more 
Uh, you can also check out our question of the day. It may not be every day, but uh, it does pop up. It does pop up quite often and you can check it out and you can see what uh, people are thinking on a variety of different topics. Of course, you can also check out our (laughs) retro reviews and everything else over at Majorspoilers.com. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will get to some actual reviews. How to get a Major Spoilers shout out. If you want to get a personalized shout out at the top of the show, all you have to do is the following steps. Number one, visit Majorspoilers.com. Two, click on the Make a Donation button. Three, donate $10 or more to the cause. Four, sit back and relax and hear Matthew butcher your name and say something cute about you. Major Spoilers, bringing the good stuff since 2006. Once again, thank you to everybody. You know, the, the shout outs this week and the weekend show shout are people who have donated a lot of money. Ooh. More than the $10 the minimum. High Roller Club. The High Roller Club. That's oh. what they are. I would like to see. Oh, it's like gonna, Ocean I'm 14. I'm going to put out a challenge. I'm going to probably, hopefully by next week if I get some time. Those mm. real world jobs just suck the probably, life out of me and the site and everybody else. So probably not going to happen. <laughs> But I'm going to instigate a challenge one of these months. Mm-hmm. I'm going to create a challenge where I want to hit a certain number of $10 a month recurring donations. Mm-hmm. And everybody who signs up for a $10 recurring month, I'm going to put them in a pot. Then we're going to draw a prize out Ooh. at the end of the month for somebody who does gonna, it. I don't know what it is yet. Boil. It might be a statue. might be you know some tchotchke <laughs> or something. But uh, I would, I'm going to do that. I would recommend that anybody who continues that donation stays in the pot. Yes. Thus yeah, giving them an incentive cool. to continue their $10 a month donation. Yes, exactly. Let's get to some reviews. That reminds me of a amusing anecdote. Oh, wait. Review. So uh, a few weeks ago, we uh, <laughs> we reviewed Conan Road of Kings mm-hmm. uh, as the trade paperback selection. Right, that's and, the one where he teams up with Bob Hope and Bing Crosby. Yes. And so this week I was looking at the new titles coming out from uh, Dark Horse, and I saw Conan the Barbarian number three. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that this one is a, a part three of uh, The Black Queen, which the way this was written for comic books, uh, The Black Queen is actually a um, um, Robert Howard book. Mm-hmm. Some say the best Conan story out there. Um, it has Conan... Uh, going to the high seas and falling in love with this pirate mistress who says that I'll be with you forever, Conan. I'll be there. You know, I want you to be my mate and all this, all this really cool stuff happens in the story, mm-hmm. especially when you say someone, I'm going to love you forever. Um, yeah, you're but dead. the road of Kings was actually <laughs> a story created as we talked about as a bridge leading into the, the black, black queen. queen. So it's kind of neat to see how that plays out, even though the, uh, road of Kings was, basically written a long time ago and, and, and updated for this modern retelling. Uh, Conan the Barbarian number three, The Black Queen part three, is written by Brian Wood, based on the original uh, uh, Howard story, art by Becky Cloonan. Um, Conan in this adventure finally meets the Black Queen, even though she's an alabaster uh, beauty. The Queen uh, of the Black Coast. And she uh, totally falls in love with Conan. She's never taken a, a mate in all of her life. All of her crew members are extremely loyal to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Conan is just like, you know, I don't want to be a king. I don't want to be a captain of a ship. I just want to, you know, I just want to make money and do my thing. Right. And there is a uh, uh, a shaman 
on the boat who's like, ah, Conan, you know, I've been to Samaria. I know what your people are like. You, you know, uh, people may be calling you King and that's just what they're calling you now, but I see the future and I know that, you know, that's something that plays out true. And this is a, you know, this woman does love you and you need to be thinking about that kind of stuff. And Conan's like, no, I'm just a barbarian with barbarian ways. Yep. And this issue is really a lot of just Conan and Belit, I think is how you say her name. Uh, I believe it's Belit. Belit, uh, just falling in love with each other and her romancing him as much as possible. And then the end of this issue features Conan and the shaman. Conan's just having these weird feelings about what's going on. And the shaman's like, well, let me show you the future. Cast her wand and we get the, or not a wand, but has him drink uh, this uh, psychotropic drug. And he has visions of what's to come and he sees everything from his past and he sees things coming up in the future, which actually do play out in the book. So we know that this evil black demon looking thing is going to have a part in this story coming up. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's really cool. I mean, even though Brian Wood is adapting uh, a Howard story, when I read the words, it feels like I'm reading the Howard source material. And maybe a lot of it's lifted from the Howard source material. I don't know. But especially when you get to the the narrator box, and you know whose voice I hear every time I read a Conan book, and I or a, a hang loose heroes. No, no, no. <laughs> Do you guys remember in the the Schwarzenegger Conan movie uh-huh. the um, the um, oh is it Mako the Asian Mako yeah. the guy that was and then Conan went to the West a long time ago. Yes, that's whose voice I hear all the time. That is running awesome. Samurai Jack. That's, that's, it, that's whose voice I hear in any narration. Oh, do you? Really? Yeah, pretty much. It, it's very confusing sometimes. <laughs> Especially when it's supposed to be a female. When it's, or, Once yeah, when upon it's, a time. When it's one of the characters. My name the riding is Wally West. <laughs> I am the fastest <laughs> man alive. I, uh, I am the best there is at what I do. Especially and with what how... I do. The prose gets a little purpley in places, you know, Mm -hmm. it gets a little flowery and a little extravagant and you hear that voice as you're reading it and it just makes the whole issue come alive, especially when there's not a whole lot of dialogue exchange going back and forth. And it's just narrator box, narrator box, narrator box. And you're seeing the uh, the the Queen of the Black Coast, you know, approaching Conan and telling him all these things. And then they're making love and Conan's having these regrets and he's having all these weird feelings that a barbarian shouldn't have. Mm. And it's just with these perfect narration <laughs> blocks. It's a great adaptation. I mean, it, it flows and feels like a like it is coming from the source material. And I mean, it is, but I don't know how much of it has been adapted into this. Uh, the art by uh, Becky uh, Cloonan is very nice. Uh, it's I don't think it's as uh, good as the Road to King stuff that we've read, but it certainly ranks up there as some of the best, more recent Conan uh, art that we've seen. Um they have done the Queen of the Black Coast uh, a couple of times. They did it in the Marvel series, and I don't remember if it was Conan or Savage Sword. I'm going to have to go back since I have those uh, black and white uh, mm-hmm. omnibi. I'm going to have to go back Conan and read it. It was Conan the Barbarian, it. I think. Okay. I'm going to have to go back and check it out because I, I just really got a kick out of this one slice out of something that I think is a six-issue arc. And this one chapter, just even though I'm, I'm not aware of what happened in the first two installments, and I'm just reading this, I'm like, oh, this is... I'm giddy. This is this is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think the biggest flaw is that not and it's not the fault of this book. It's actually the fault of the first two installments. If I can jump into chapter three and pick up with what's going on and not have read any of the other Conan stuff, 
then maybe the first two books aren't as <laughs> necessary. aren't as necessary. This but is a relatively good jumping on point. Have you read this story before? No, I haven't. I actually have not okay. read the uh, source material on this one. Mm-hmm. Okay, you so, are familiar with Conan. Though. I am familiar with Conan, and because and we you're did aware read... that on the on the television they have things they call shows, right? But uh, oh, wait, um, you know, having read the um, the Road of Kings, maybe that's a little bit of the influence yeah. in there, and you can make that jump, mm-hmm. but. Um, uh, this is a good book. Maybe I, after this book, the next thing that happens will relate directly to something that happened maybe. previously. And you will be very confused and angry. Maybe, maybe. But, you know, they do have, they do set it up in the first page or two exactly what happened in the previous issue. Mm-hmm. So that's also kind of a, if, if you're looking for a good Conan book to read, uh, this is a good, this is a good place. I don't think you'll be confused. I think, and the story reads fairly quickly. It, it actually feel, really feels like half of a chapter out of a book. Nice. Um, reads quickly. It's good. It's a love story. It's got a little bit of drama, a little bit of the supernatural. Mm-hmm. Has some good art. Now, does it? No. Has you Mako that, reading? Was the... this? Yes. <laughs> it features Mako, which yes. is very important. Yes. Um, you said <laughs> that. Uh, now, is this based on? Uh, this is based on a Howard book called oh, okay. Queen I of see. the Black Coast or whatever it is. I see. And so now, yeah. this, this is one, that adaptation. It, is it a Conan book? Or it is, is a Conan it just book. A character no, this is, is a, this Conan. is a Conan book. And right, like I, I said see, uh, I before, some people regard this as the best right, of the right, Conan series. Gotcha. Uh, so it's it's good. Nice. It's really good. I'm giving it four slices mm. of meatloaf good. Solid. I'm not going to give it five right. slices of meatloaf because that's, you know, that's asking a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. But four slices of solid, extra packed meatloaf. Sumerian meatloaf. Sumerian meatloaf. Yes. That sounds painful. Yes, it does. <laughs> Hyborian <I> meatloaf. <laughs> meatloaf from the Hyborian age. It's yes. got spikes growing out of it. <laughs> oh, you've had my mom's meatloaf. <laughs> So go check it out. That's from Dark Horse Comics out this week. Rodrigo, you've also got a book from Dark Horse Comics out this week. I do. I also, in fact, have a good book from Dark Horse Comics out this week. Now, this is also based on a Also based on a book. Um, Although I think this is like a continuation of a book. Oh, okay. This is not an adaptation. So you haven't read the source material yet? I have not read the source material. Uh, This is the first I'm encountering of this. Um, This is Alabaster. Uh, Wolves number one, um, and uh, let's see, it's by Caitlin R. Kiernan, who has won some awards for horror. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, this character is popular. Uh, <laughs> her name is Dancy Flamarian, uh, which is a really weird name, and, and no relation to Conan the Sumerian, right? Dancy, yes, Dancy uh, the Flamarian, and that, that was a, Flamarian. That was a D you heard, Dancy, like. Somebody who is dan like likes to likes dance. to dance. Yeah, do the cha cha. Not, not, no. not Nancy. Okay. Dancy. Yeah, there you go. Dancy. Now that right. we're all on the same page, uh, she. I think I had Dancy Flamarian in high school, but a little penicillin cleared it right up. She uh, is somebody who has an angel who tells her to kill things. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a great hook for the next season of uh, Critical Hit. Yep. <laughs> Only uh, this time it should be a sword. Yeah. Kill your friends. <laughs> friends. Kill them with hey, sticks. I got an idea. You should kill your friends. <laughs> anyway. Um, yes, Critical Hit. A major spoilers podcast. You should check it out. Um, brief sidetrack there. 
Uh, so Total Joel McHale moment there. <laughs> so she's kind of this person who uh, goes around killing monsters and witches and and things that are bad and prey on humanity. Um, but she's not she's not a shining hero. She is a teenage girl who is awkward and has been doing this for a long time as of as of this book. Um, for a few years it seems. She doesn't live a normal life. She has is really kind of a damaged person. Um and in this book, she's waiting for a bus and she meets someone at the bus station. Uh and they it becomes clear very quickly that this person at the bus station knows who she is and is there specifically to meet her there and probably to kill her. So they have this real kind of, uh, you know, devil at the crossroads mm-hmm. uh, interaction. And immediately, and, and it, this makes a lot more sense if you realize that this character has a long history. Immediately, there is a major consequence that happens at the end of this issue. Um, so, uh, you know, they, they get into a riddle contest it's it's pretty oh, cool. cool. Neat. Yeah, it's it's really. This is not how I just from the cover image that no. that we've seen for months it's, now. It's set in this the, is yeah. nothing like what it's, I expected. First it to off, be. it's set in the modern world, and if you look at that image, you have yeah. to look very closely to realize that there's like belt loops and things like that. Yeah, because it, it kind of looks like a fantasy, fantasy. Yeah. type thing. So yeah, no, this was really good. I'm, you know, it was very poetic, simultaneously very southern. And simultaneously very classic, like like classic Greek mythology type stuff. Oh, really? Um, not because of this, the, the, the contents of it, but you know that kind of riddle of the Sphinx type deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, it was, it, you know, this was, this was kind of outstanding just on its own. And again, you know, it's like, I don't know who, I went from, I don't know who this character is to... Wow, something major just happened to this character that I am going to invent a backstory for because it's that pressing that I understand what's <laughs> happening. So I'm just going to take a few wild guesses as to what what the dealio is. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Uh Dark Horse has been doing a run on popular um uh prose books and converting mm-hmm. them. We've seen um uh what's the House of the Crescent Moon or whatever it is. Uh people are going to jump all over me for this, but it's uh devil and like uh devil and max devil and yes uh they've been doing a number devil of with the blue dress they've been doing a number of books and alabaster is one of these mm-hmm. are you interested oh, in was, going are they the ones doing the eternal hero stuff or is that a different company i don't know okay i'm sorry, sorry. i i don't know does this book make you want to go back and try to at least go to the Wikipedia page to find out oh, what it's it, all about. It certainly makes me want to go to the Wikipedia page and find out what it's all about. I mean, these are prose books, which I don't read. Um, no, I'm just kidding. It's because he can't <laughs> read. Because I can't. I, I can't I, read. I've become really good at inferring what is happening in a comic book out of context because I actually don't know how to read. <laughs> the it's, pictures it's, make all the sense. It's truly uncanny. That's why... Uh, I thought that uh, Infinite Crisis was just about people high-fiving the whole time. <laughs> what? Oh, okay, Rodrigo. Uh, so, yes, uh, this is... I, I would say check it out. If you're not familiar with the character, it doesn't matter. You get everything 
it's served to you in a uh, silver platter pretty quickly. Uh huh. That's a clue. Um, and, uh, again, it's I don't know. It's it's a story that in a way it's a story that I've seen before, but told in a way that I wasn't expecting. So I like and, that. And the art the art is very good. Yeah. And very uh, unique. Like there are things that you see. You see an angel, and you see a monster that is very a very particular monster. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are both rendered in a very specific way, in a very biblical way, which is... Is it Skeletor? Uh, it is not Skeletor. Oh. Um, it is not also Evil Lynn. <laughs> I love Evil Lynn. I just thought her name was Evelyn the whole time. I was like, well, that's not yeah, much of a villain name. Was. That's my aunt's name. <laughs> hmm. Yes. <laughs> what uh, what's oh. bottom line here, Rodrigo? You said people should check it out. Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna give it four slices of meatloaf. All right. It is it is a just the the sort of book that definitely if you are like, man, I sure just got through all the remaining new fifty two stuff. I need something to cleanse my face with. You should read Alabaster colon wolves. Oh, it's Alabaster colon wolves. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought so. it was just called Alabaster wolves. No, I think Alabaster is the name of the franchise, and they are oh. separate. They are uh, setting it apart because it's this yeah, comic this is line the... is going to be called wolves. wolves. Ah, that makes sense. Makes sense. All right, Matthew, what have you got for us? Well, Stephen, how are you? I am well. Good. I, that, which I, at the beginning makes me of the wonder night, if I was... you are going to do something to upset me. <laughs> Why would I do that? <laughs> well, I kn- I knew that we were covering, you know, we were covering the Dark Horse book. And I saw that Rodrigo said, hey, I'm going to cover this cool Dark Horse book. And you're like, hey, I'm going to cover this other cool Dark Horse book. And I said, you know what would be awesome is if major spoilers had, we, we put our heads together and we got, we got on the same page and we all covered something from Dark Horse Comics. And the, so the news this is week, technically Dark Horse yes, as well. Yes, that's a Dark Horse because Dark true. Horse uh, so, distributes the uh, yeah. books in the United States. Mm-hmm. So really, all this show needed was for me to be on task and on my game and have a Dark Horse review. That's, and thus I, I have for you. every week from you, Matthew. Avengers number 24.1 from Marvel oh, Comics. a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to I share something with you today. We have a thing at work at my job where we go up and we stand at a board and they say, hey, what are your numbers? Now, on the first of the month, we have no numbers because we have no calls, right? So they said today, okay, what are your numbers? And I said, 147 over 80. And everybody went, what? I'm like, my blood pressure's down 20 points from last week. That's the kind of month I'm having. So Avengers 24.1 is part of Marvel's ongoing, interminable point one initiative. And the point one initiative is designed to do two things. It's to give you a great jumping on point for any book you want to read and also charge you for things you've already read. So, you know, it serves a twofold purpose. Uh, this issue opens with a portion of Avengers number 503 from about six years ago, wherein the She-Hulk kills the Vision. You remember the Vision was dead for a couple of years, right? Um, recently? You, you remember the Vision? Is that the I, yellow guy thing? with the rich? I remember the vision. The vision is the guy who is, isn't, is, isn't, is, and isn't the human torch. 
Exactly. Is and isn't all at the same time. He both is and is not. He he has T and no T. Right. So the vision is back from the dead, except that he was already back from the dead before he was dead, and he's a robot, so he can't really be dead in the first place. Bygones. This issue is when you're the vision and you come back from the dead, what do you do? And apparently he mopes and he talks to Tony Stark and he mopes some more. This book had a surprisingly badass moment, actually two of them that I really enjoyed. The When he was initially killed, the Scarlet Witch went Elbonzo Seiko and basically killed a bunch of Avengers and, and went all wacky in the wiki-woo and caused the She-Hulk to flip out, go all hulky, and rip the Vision to pieces. So how does the so, She-Hulk... Does she even go even more Hulk when she gets mad? She goes she more Hulk, the here. Hulk all the same. Oh, okay. Well, you have to understand it was a Brian Bendis book, so she had never <laughs> I done don't this understand before. In the Marvel universe, that's understandable. So she had never done this before, and she has never done this again. But at the time, Bendis swore it made sense. Okay. So she went all hulky and ripped the Vision. And there's a really interesting sequence where the Vision shows up and starts talking to her, and she is being all she hulky, and she's absolutely adorable. In this issue, because it's, it, you know, it's a very classical, almost embarrassed, shy She-Hulk trying to apologize to her friend for ripping his guts out. And then she hugs him and you're like, aw. And of course, they ruin it immediately afterwards by sending the vision off to meet Magneto. Now, coming as this does 12 seconds before the release of Avengers versus X-Men. They would be remiss if they didn't take a moment to somehow connect this issue to Avengers versus X-Men. They did not take a single moment of this issue to connect it to Avengers versus X-Men. So that's good, right? Yeah. Is that a good thing no, or a bad that's thing? Not that's not a good thing. It is not a good thing. Because this is something that I've been complaining about for weeks. We have this whole thing where there's a big buildup and everybody's in the moment and they're edgy, fighty, fighty, and nobody's really entirely happy and nobody's sure where anybody else stands and, oh, what are we going to do? But they don't address it in the story. It's not something that the book is – it's not even subtext. It's just – it's like it's not there. And it makes me mad. And then Magneto is all Magneto, and he's like, oh, I'm Magneto, and I'm a jerk. And then the issue just sort of ends. So I'm, I'm confused on a couple of things. And one, you know, you have to ask yourself, if you're the Vision and you're a robot, how, what's the best way to, you know, to get up to speed? And I don't necessarily know that it is going to be what actually happens in this issue. It does remind us that even an android can cry at the end. What? But considering... Yeah, considering that that's a riff on his first appearance from Avengers number 59, like 30-odd years ago, that's not terrifically impressive. Does he the dream art of electric is, too? Yes, it's pretty awesome, actually. They're actually, they wind up and they're like, I am a robot. Eat grass. Overall. Eat grass. Poop. <laughs> Exterminate. Oh, wait. <laughs> Exsanguinate. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because uh, earlier on in his review, Matthew was like, yeah, you know, there's a human torture. Anyway, bygones. I was like, oh, no, the bygones are back. <laughs> <laughs> you have to fight those guys. Quick and Overall, space, this right? is a 1.5 slice of meatloaf book. Ooh. Because the point one initiative is is probable problematic enough for me. 
The fact that this starts with four pages reprinted from a literally just reprinted from another issue, whole cloth, and then we're like, oh, and then this happened, and then this happened. It has a really great She-Hulk moment in it. She-Hulk is not an active member of the Avengers, and they're not really playing the Avengers as the big family that they used to play them as, so I'm not entirely sure where this is. There's actually a point in the issue where all of a sudden we've got Hawkeye and Spider-Woman making out because that's what they're doing in the comics. The Avengers, you know, regular comic Hawkeye and Spider-Woman are kind of having a little thing behind people's backs, so that's in there. It's it, it feels inessential. It feels like it is chapter number point five of an ongoing story it doesn't even you know give us the courtesy of saying hey you know the avengers are going to fight the x-men next week wait so next I, week i'm just kind of underwhelmed oh man yeah, next week fight 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 who do you put your money on why am i talking like mako i don't understand okay one and a half how about i how, can i can i propose a change to your review matthew your rating because so. this is a point yes. one yeah. review i suggest you give it 1.1 <laughs> slices of meatloaf you know what how about i just give it point one? no that would be too many. <laughs> if you want one point one one there you go with one little uh line above it one yeah. zero zero one zero 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 one zero one matthew human i'm so torch. disappointed in you reboot i am so rebooting in you. human Torch. We had the email hey, if it exchanges. Makes you feel any better? What? Yeah. I never read my email. Certainly not if it's from Steven. I'm just like, oh, that's a Schleicher. I know it's just going to be another one of those. You used the wrong color font again. <laughs> well, I happen to like lemongrass green. <laughs> <laughs> lemongrass green is not an approved color in our color chart. You also, know that, Matthew. Also Bishop. not a color. <laughs> lemongrass green sure it is. <laughs> Oh. I'm pretty sure lemongrass green was just a uh, <laughs> strawberry shortcake. <laughs> Actually, I think lemongrass green going to be going. Why are they talking beans. about strawberry shortcake? Yeah. Hey, let's bring in turpy hoops. All right, that's it for the reviews. You can head over to Major Spoilers. It's time. Oh, Jesus guy again. You know, the best thing, Rodrigo, I've actually found what lowers my blood pressure the most is actually <laughs> raising <increasing> Stevens. Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> Where you can see that little purple vein in the top uh, of his head start throbbing. And I'm just like, yeah. yay, I win. Well, Steven, <laughs> it's it's rough. Sometimes you get the bar. Yes. Sometimes it's time. Yes. <laughs> sometimes you're the windshield. Sometimes you're the bug. But no matter what time it is, it's time. For the millions in attendance and Brock Lesnar waiting behind the wings. Can you be behind the wings? Or are you in the wings? Uh, you can be behind the wings. I believe they had okay. several I think producers. that's called backstage. Okay, we'll call it backstage in the gorilla position. It's time for the battle of the summer blockbuster. In this corner, weighing in at about 16 ounces, depending on how big a poster you get. There are nine guys in Scarlett Johansson, and guess who they're selling the movie with? The Avengers. And in this corner, talking like this, for reasons which remain unseen, the Dark Knight returning again to return. Is he rising this time or returning? He's rising. Yes. He's rising? Okay, the Dark Knight rises 
if you will. Major spoilers, spoiler of the week, fight, go! So the question this week is, what summer blockbuster are you most looking forward to? Mm-hmm. Um, I said that. Somebody add in an extra. I think I did. Uh, Avengers or The Dark Knight Rises? Rodrigo? You know, uh, for this one, I think I, I really am going to show my upbringing in that, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff in DC that I've come to like, but there's just nothing like a good Marvel movie. And I'm really, really, really looking forward <laughs> to the Avengers. Um, you know, I like I, I like the di- the Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. is that the second one. Yep. Um, but that movie was so big and so awesome and so super great yeah, yeah, yeah. that it was a sort of movie where I watched it and I was like, oh man, that was great. I never want to see this movie again. Oh, really? Like, it was just so <laughs> that, much emotional you, work you feel to get that, through the movie. Do you feel that way about The Godfather? Do you sit through The Godfather and kind go, of, yeah. I mean, the movie I, is so awesome, I okay. do not ever want you know, to see Memento it Memento was another one. Yeah, Requiem yeah. for a Dream. Yeah. You know, so I, yeah. I would put The yeah. Dark Knight with those movies. It, those, right. those are movies that require you to change the way you feel about things mm-hmm. while you're watching them. Um, so they make you think, and that's just not right. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, I'm like, oh man, that was awesome. When does Scott Pilgrim come out? <laughs> um, so yes, I'm looking forward to the Avengers because I think that it is going to be the Rock'em Sock'em Jive Talking uh, movie that they're they're saying it's going to be. <laughs> Wheeling, think, dealing, kiss, stealing. Yep. Um. <laughs> anyway. Um. The. Uh, however. The new Batman movie is going. I fear that it is going to go sour because it's going to be trying very hard to live up to uh, the previous Batman movie, mm. which was uh, unilaterally critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm 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 concerned that they're basically going to screw it up trying to make it too good. I, I can see that line of thought, Matthew. What about you? Well, I I am a difficult case because I pretty much am the <laughs> no, definition really? of really unpleasable no, really? fan base. <laughs> Shut your pie hole. <laughs> you already called me Ron Jeremy once tonight. I, don't know I to didn't call you Ron Jeremy. That was actually me. You know what? You call me, you call him Matthew and me Rodrigo. If he insults me, it's your damn fault. Um <laughs> I'm holding you personally responsible because Kanga hurt my feelings. Now, what was I saying? Oh, right. I uh, that you're a difficult person I, to please when it comes to comic book movies. I am kind of an unpleasable fan base because, you know, as I recently wrote on the website, a lot of times I always judge an adaptation poorly based on what it comes from. Mm-hmm. And especially in the case of the Avengers, which is, you know, uh, from what I have seen, seems to be based strongly on the Ultimates limited series, sure. which was itself a story written to emulate a big blasty, blasty, zappy, kablamicus movie. I think it, you know, there's going to be a really, really difficult. There's going to be, first of all, a really big hump to overcome. Stephen, don't you dare say it. And secondly, I think that there's a point of diminishing returns already because we're five movies into this franchise, this Marvel movie universe that we're trying to build. And, you know, I've said it before, I'm having issues with that trying to build the universe. Whereas I honestly could not give less 
of an excremental strike about Batman the Dark Knight Rises because the, I don't know. I, 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 I the Dark Knight was I don't that like was Batman. actually the working title for the new Batman movie, <laughs> Batman Excremental Strike. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what the video game's going to be called. I don't. I mean, I I liked the Dark Knight. I liked the Dark Knight, and I wanted to go. Hey, you know, the Dark Knight is a good movie, and then. My brethren, my friends, my my comic book brothers kept shoving the Dark Knight so far down my throat that I just kind of went, no, stop with the Dark Knight already. I've seen the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight was good. You know, it 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 it, it was it was good. But you know what I also liked? I like Tim Burton's Batman and I like the 1966 Batman. You know, there are a lot of different ways to make Batman cool. And it doesn't necessarily have to be this thing that, you know, the the. We're kind of to the point now where 1990 is coming out in the movies. And I'm aware that this is all my bias. So I actually chose none of the above because the movie that I really want to see this summer mm-hmm. is actually already out. It's that one with the, the three telekinetic kids and one of them turns evil and like that. Oh, yeah. Chronicle. What's came that out called? Chronicle. It came out a couple, yeah. like a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of want to see that. And I'm kind of looking forward to uh, Hancock 2. And then there's that one... Um, Total Recall thing. remake. Yeah. No. I don't think that comes out this summer, does no, it? No, it's oh, coming out in like two years. I think. There's something coming out that I want to see that's kind of vaguely tangentially related to comics and pop culture in the, the major spoilers vein. The Hobbit? No. Doctor Who series no. seventh or whatever. No, it was a movie. Number it is. Hmm. It has know. a guy in it and a, and a girl and they've oh, got John a face Carter. on their head and and elbows halfway up their arms. Is it that one where the guy is know. in a, a space prison? Is it space? Oh, that one looks pretty space good. Space Escape from a... Ooh, s- Space Memento. That, that does look pretty cool, doesn't it? <laughs> but it totally I, is. I kind of want to Escape from space New York. Memento. Yes, it is. It very much is that. Yeah, yeah. It's going right, to be so, like Moon, only with a plot and action. <laughs> and interesting, yeah. Uh, so for yeah. me, uh, when it comes down to Avengers versus uh, The Dark Knight as to what summer blockbuster are you most looking forward to? We've already heard from Rodrigo, who based his vote on his love for all things Marvel, mm-hmm. and we heard Matthew's vote because of his hate for all things Batman. <laughs> so if no, we're following my, that my line of all of, things adapted from comics. So if we follow that line of thought, one might say, I know what Steven's going to pick. Right. Legends of the Dark Knight. Yes, Legends of the Dark Knight. <laughs> you they would never probably be, if you're saying, oh, Steven's looking forward to the most of the Dark Knight Returns, you'd be wrong. In this case, the movie <gasps> that I'm most looking forward to seeing is The Avengers, mm-hmm. okay? Cloverfield 2? Listen, because I already know The Dark Knight Returns or Dark Knight Rises is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. So I already know that it's going to be good regardless of what happens to it. Right. But I'm most looking forward to see what is the story that Marvel's going to tell, Joss Whedon is going to tell, these major stars are going to tell in something that should not be possible. Right. Right. This is a movie did, that, did, as Matthew has said before, is something that should not be possible. You should right. not be able to take all these separate movies and smash them into one giant, giant team up movie. Right. And that's why and I want to see will. this. I want to see if the experiment works or if it totally fails. But every time I see 
we've got an army. Yes, but we've got a Hulk. Yeah. You know, I, I'm like, yeah, you got a Hulk. Yeah. I'm going to go see that movie. <laughs> yeah. I want to see the Beta Ray Later. Bills killing people. Mm-hmm. Faithful spoilerites, uh, I want you to mark this day on your calendar because Stephen Francis Schleicher just said to the universe, I'm really looking forward to the Avengers because Batman is so awesome. <laughs> that is that, that is that is exactly what I said. <laughs> I, I here's how here's how I think people who aren't Steven can think of his response. Steven sees it this way. It's like it's like asking him, What are you looking forward to most? Thanksgiving or Christmas? And Steven knows that on Thanksgiving, he's going to get to eat a lot. Yep. Sit down and watch some football. Yeah. That's Batman. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. But he doesn't know what he's going to get for Christmas. Christmas. Exactly. So the Avengers are like Christmas. That is exactly. He's looking forward to Christmas because Batman is awesome. Well, yeah, that's that's it. We it's just it's just like Rodrigo explained. I already know what I'm, what's happening in Thanksgiving. Something awesome. Yep. Right. Yep. Which I'm is going to change my Stephen about... catchphrase. I'm Steven because Batman is awesome. <laughs> well, and that's true. Batman is awesome. Uh, I, you know, if if this poll were which one is going to be more successful, mm-hmm. then you would see me go the other way because I really, really think that Batman is going to end up making more money than the Avengers. Mm-hmm. It's just a gut feeling. Um, but if you're one that I'm excited about and looking forward to, yeah, it's definitely the Avengers for me. Uh, we have uh, Joe M says, I'm looking forward to both, although I'm looking forward to the Avengers more. Uh, Alexander D says, I'm looking forward to the Avengers. Bruce says that he is looking forward to the Avengers. Um, Cat Halo says, I've already talked about this on my site. I'm looking forward to Prometheus. Uh, George W says, nothing worth reading. Enrico <laughs> says, Avengers. <laughs> Uh, that's gonna, he knows that's going to become the recurring <laughs> the recurring thing. No, yeah, he actually had some good stuff to say. I say head over to Majorspoilers.com. Go and cast your vote. And look at if you do vote other, if you do vote other, you do need to say what movie you're more looking forward to in the comment section. And you could read uh, George W's comment and why he thinks this particular movie that he's choosing, he's more mm-hmm. excited for. Indeed. 200. 75 votes as of this moment, 58% leaning towards Marvel, mm-hmm. 39% The Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. Interestingly to me, mm-hmm. 2% other, 1%, and that 1% is me, none of the above. <laughs> mm. Matthew mm. is the 1%. Yes. He's I am the, the 3% for all of our trouble. <laughs> yeah, right, that's exactly there, what this cast your vote. I can't afford to fix the oil leak in the Dodge, but I am the one percent. <laughs> All right. Stick around when we come back. Oh, we're going to listen to some uh, voicemails. One of them has a question for us. When we come back, we'll answer that as well as discuss X-Cop. Hello, Major Sports crew. This is Andreas calling from the far side of the world. This week to talk to you about X-Cup, uh, not specifically X-Cup Volume 4, but X-Cup in general. And X-Cup is a great example of why we should all love and praise the Internet. The Internet gives us opportunities to see small things like X-Cup and XKCD that would probably never have been printed, but uh, because of the Internet, the people's voice rules and if you like it, then you will tell other and it becomes big. Uh, X-Cup is, to me, 
an absolute must be if you like comics anyway. You don't necessarily have to run out and buy the books. I find that there's plenty of X Cup to go around when you go to the sites. I mean, I haven't read them all. I just like reading them sometimes. And, but the continuity is, well, <laughs> non existent. But if you like comics in any way, you need to check out that stuff. Uh, don't buy the book, see them in the web. So that's all for me this week. See you later. Hey, major spoilers, it's Paul from San Jose. I'm going to try and make this one a quick one due to listening to your guys' newest episode of Critical Hit. But I just finished listening to uh, your Saturday podcast about the long, long conversation where I'm not even entirely sure where it started on the whole nerd geek front thing. And a couple things you guys said, they kind of got my attention and made me want to call in and say something. I would love to proudly say I am a nerd geek, whatever you'd like to call me. I do LARP, I'm in the Ren Fair, I play D&D, I play Magic, I play video games, I read comic books, all of the sort. And to be completely honest, there's a lot of people that kind of look at that and just say, oh man, you're just a horrible nerd or a horrible geek, man, get away from me. But to that extent, those people suck, don't listen to them. And on the topic of the... um, statement of the, the fake nerd or the, the fake comic book geek or whatever it was, I think that there can be. The reason why there can be fake geeks and fake comic book fans or, or whatever it is is because there are the types of people out there that will say that they're a fan of something and not know anything about it and not ever have been interested in it. There's a big difference, of course, between the not knowing anything about it and being a fan of it and trying to know about it which I'm trying to do. Eventually, I'll become like Matthew. Wait, no, that's not a good thing. Sorry, Matthew. But anyway, the point is, there are the way. There is a way to become <clears throat> a fake nerd. But in order to be a fake nerd or a fake comic book fan or whatever it is, you have to be a person that pathological lies. I guess it would be, where the person would say something along the lines of. Oh, yeah, man, I, I remember when, when um, X-Men broke up for, 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 like, 10 issues, man. Oh, man, it was crazy. It happened in, you know, like, the, the 90s, I think. And they don't know what they're talking about because what they're trying to do is they, they hear that you're a fan of something and they want to say that they're that fan or they're a fan of that particular thing so they can have a conversation with you. And the problem is, is that there's a decent amount of people that don't know anything because they don't want to and they try to jump in. Those are the people I have a problem with. But anyway, still listening to the episode of Critical Hit, so I'm going to get back to that. But you guys are doing great. And again, sorry, I have nothing for your next topic because I haven't gotten into Hackscop yet. I'm trying to catch up on everything else first and don't want to waste or spend more of my money just yet. But thanks for doing what you guys do. I'll talk to you guys later. Hello, Matthew, Stephen, and Rodrigo. This is Faithful Spoilerite Mela. And while I always miss your live shows because I have ridiculous hours, 
I happened to hear one of the commenters talk about how there should be a reality competition show for comic creators. I happen to think that is a terrible idea, and why will probably earn you an explicit tag. You see, I've watched a few of these, and if there's one thing I've learned, it's that I actually lose respect for these positions. I used to admire chefs and people who were food critics, but thanks to Chopped, I now know they're all swaggering macho douchebags, and you have to be a pretentious asshole who takes food entirely too seriously to be a critic. And thanks to Project Runway, I can no longer admire the artistry of fashion because it's clear at the end of the day, whoever is the biggest jerk will win. If they do this for comics, we will be going back to the unfortunate shut-in with no social skills stereotypes because that's what TV knows to do. Reality TV is run by people who think collecting old G.I. Joes is a crazy obsession, according to TLC. So what makes you think these people will give the industry actual pros, any respect, when they can't give it to feels they supposedly already do. Anyway, keep up the good work, and if you ever have an idea for a poll, how about sweet tea versus unsweetened tea, since Steven seems very passionate on one end, and I'm sure other people are on the other end with me, so I'm curious. Okay, keep up the good work, guys. Bye. Hey, guys. I just wanted to ask a couple questions. Uh, first, there's more of a question towards Matthew. If you had to be a member of the Super Sentai genre, what color would you wear? And the second is more of a general question. I'm pretty sure any one of you could ask or answer this. Is Do you think that the uh, card gaming community, such as those who play Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, etc., is as a tight niche community as such as the comic book community? Do you think that they go out of their way to get more players, or do you think that they gear towards more of the people who have been playing for years and years? Uh, thanks for listening to my call. You guys do an excellent podcast, an excellent website, and I hope to hearing, hope to hear from you more. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone who called in and left a comment or a thought or an idea or a suggestion, or in this case, a question for Matthew. Matthew, if you were a mm-hmm. Power Ranger, what color would you be? First of all, it is not Power Ranger. It is Sentai. You are a yes. Sentai. And we know the answer is, of course, yes. pink. No. Or would it, or would it be White. yellow so that you could be like uh, a boy, and then when you well, transform, you turn into the opposite gender? No. Here's the thing about Super Sentai. Super Sentai and, to to a lesser degree, Power Ranger colorations go like this. Anything after about 1978 kind of falls into a formula where the Red Ranger is the strong, you know, central leader-y type person, right? And the Blue Ranger is his, his kind of his lancer. The Blue Ranger is the guy who's almost as cool, but... Maybe sort of, kind of, almost, and not quite as cool. Maybe he's, you know, terse or angry, or maybe he's not quite as smart. And you've got your Black Ranger, who's like the strong warrior. And you got your Pink Ranger, who's, you know, the peppy one who does all the things. You have your esoteric White Ranger. But for me, if I were to be any type of Super Sentai, it would be green. And green, well, for three reasons. One... The first sixth ranger from uh, the Mask Man season of Super Sentai, uh, I think his name is X-1 Mask, was a green ranger. 
Um, my, one of my favorite rangers of all time from uh, the Zoo Ranger, also uh, known as uh, the Green Ranger from Power Rangers, of course, was super green. And he was like, look at me, I'm green. If I couldn't have green, I would go with orange because <laughs> there an the orange one ranger? really orange ranger. There, there was an orange? an orange ranger in the second season. It was called Battle Fever J. It's called Creamsicle. And the orange <laughs> ranger was Russian. He was Battle Cossack. Wow. And his head looked like oh, Jesus. Okay. Battle Cossack was his name. <laughs> and the orange ranger would be my second thing. And if I couldn't have green or orange, I would be clear. Because who would fight me? <laughs> Seriously. No. Caught the... <laughs> no. Caught my son. He looks like Ron Jeremy. Mm -hmm. Caught my son watching uh, Power Rangers on his iPad the other mm -hmm. day. Samurai or... Smack uh, that iPad or... out of his hand and delete Netflix off of his iPad. Yeah. Said, stop it. <laughs> if you watch... When, if when, you watch RPM you, with you, I said, what are you watching? Power Rangers? Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to go down that road. When you did that, did he summon his brother and then they put their <laughs> weapons together and then blast you? Yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I got blasted. <laughs> and then Steven was suddenly 40 feet tall. Yeah. Yes. See, what you need to learn is that uh, you can actually <laughs> run away really far during the cutscene yeah, of yeah. them powering up. <laughs> yeah. That takes like 20 minutes. All right, right. Actually, the other uh, question for you is uh, card community. Right. Are they a community, a strong community as the comic community people, or are they just more disjointed and bitter and angry at each other? Um, I think within any given game, Honestly, the, the the trading card community is going to be more active and vibrant than your average comic book community just right. because uh, trading cards, to, to play a card game, you automatically, fundamentally need at least two people, mm -hmm. whereas you can read a comic by yourself. Right. Um, so, you know, anybody who wants to play competitively, do anything semi-seriously, or just enjoy the game the way that it's put together is going to have to go out there and be social. Um, whereas if you read comics, you can literally still have comics delivered to your house and never go out. Um, now, as far as are they nice, are they not, that really does depend on where you are. Um, I've met plenty of people who uh, both pl who play... Magic the Gathering, and who read comic books, and then those same people who might not do the other one, who are either, who are mean, and I've met some that are nice. So, you know, sometimes groups do pick up a, a particular, like, attitude. Like, there will be ones that aren't very welcoming to new people. There will be ones that are very welcoming to new people. Right. Um, it just really depends on the 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 locality of it, rather than necessarily whether... Trading card nerds are nice or not. There was a lot of discussion on the uh, website and through the t Twitter feed and a bunch of other stuff over uh, Saturday's episode of mm -hmm. the Major Spoilers mm -hmm. podcast. The one uh, geek girls are welcome here. Right. Uh, I like this uh, response from Zach on Twitter. I uh, tried listening to Saturday's Major Spoilers podcast with my sister today. She started making fun of me and the podcast. The irony was lost on her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So uh, do go back and take a listen to that. I think uh, it's generated a lot of feedback, a lot of comments, a lot of thought yeah. on how do you identify yourself and 
where do you fit in and and where does the uh, nerd on nerd hate come from? Actually, even on that one, somebody posted a small dissertation on the gender aspects of it, which, I, I did then, read I, that. which then I added a, cor- a corollary to. Right. I, I guess in regards to well, why don't you guys talk to the gender issue? I'm not a girl. Yeah. Matthew plays one on the Internet. Right. Rodrigo. On occasion. Yeah. I, get I don't think that the gender issue. Yeah, I don't think that the gender issue is necessarily the point of what she was saying. I mean, I have a friend, and and she is a woman, and she always what? swore that women women are conditioned from their very youngest days to compete with one another. Mm-hmm. But that's her opinion, and if I were to espouse that on the internet, I would be a jack wagon. So while I respect that opinion of hers, and it's definitely fascinating, having us discuss that gender aspect, I think would probably be a little bit disingenuous and maybe even offensive. I don't know. That's it. But uh, if you uh, go to the comments, you can see me discussing that gender aspect. Yeah, yeah. Go, go read it. Go read it. Go check yeah. it out. Everybody, this is what everybody w- wants you to do. I want everybody to become a $10 a month recurring donor, mm-hmm. enter yourself in for a prize. Uh, more details soon. Uh, and then I want everybody to go over and check out Saturday's uh, episode, episode issue number three, nine, seven, and uh, take a listen and read the comments and read the Forbes article and go out and do your own soul searching and introspection and then come back and share your thoughts. And you can even call the major spoilers hotline. Matthew, that number is seven, eight, five, seven, two, seven, 19, 39, the major spoilers, super sentai. Whoa. Beagle One Hotline. I hear the train coming. Yeah. It's coming around. Oh, is that a train? I ain't heard that train. Oh, sorry. I don't know when. It's too hot to have the windows closed. Axe Cop. It's quite a bit bit different from this side of the state today. Yeah. I had to turn on the heat because it's so cold. Yeah. Temperature dropped pretty fast. (laughs) You have snow? No, no, no. I said it's so cold. What? Anyway, Axe Cop. You're calling me old? What happens when a six-year-old, now seven-year-old, maybe at the time this was written, a five-year-old, talks no, to his... Uh, seven he was, this was yeah. he was um, seven. Tells his older brother stories, and his brother turns them into tales of a cop with an axe. Mm-hmm. Axe cop. <laughs> Bat Can I just start man. by saying this little Puny boy baby. needs some serious therapy. And dinosaur soldier. <laughs> You know, to be, this does not, I mean, reading no. this, this does not surprise me at all. If you guys have gone, and I don't want to talk about my my special little boy, mm-hmm. the boy, um, if you go back boy. and watch those two episodes, those two video episodes that we did with him, the boy explains the Marvel Universe, and the boy mm-hmm. explains the Marvel AR app, that is what a four-year-old thinks. Mm-hmm. I mean... To hear him go and tell you what happened in, um, what the hell, Justice League Doom. We sat and watched that. All he got out of that movie at the end was, Batman was sad. I feel sad for Batman. Why? Because the Justice League kicked him out. And it's like, okay, you don't get, you know, he doesn't get those higher points. And, And if I asked him to tell me a story about something... He goes off into Looney Town. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just swerves right at the sign, and it's Looney Town. And I just wish to God I had a recorder going on him 24-7 because we could have just a podcast called The Boy Explains Everything. In mm-hmm. fact, trademark. Yes. <laughs> Copyright. 
Copyright major spoilers. 2012. The boy 2077. Because he he will just go off and, and you can say, hey, tell me what this guy is. And I could show him an action figure or whatever and say, well, what happens when Superman and Lex Luthor meet? And he will tell me some fantastic story about them going out and getting coffee together. And then having a picnic. And then flying her way on unicorns. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happens in Axe Cop. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it is stream of consciousness, uh, if six-year-old discussion on life, the universe, and everything. Mm-hmm. And it, it really is awesome. <laughs> the bat and warthog came to attack me at the same time. They had chosen me, but they accidentally ran into each other and became a bat warthog. <laughs> and then it bit me. <laughs> and then it bit And then it horned him. <laughs> and then it horned me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then later that night, I transformed. I wanted to look normal like Batman, only with bat and warthog powers. I didn't want to actually be a bat warthog. (laughs) Do you know what I think is the most disturbing aspect of the whole thing? What's that? It's how coherent this narrative is. Yeah. And how deep the continuity is because we open with axe cop in his black cat uniform (laughs) and there's no real explanation of it but i'm like okay i buy that i remember how the previous volumes were yeah please please rodrigo go to um (laughs) please rodrigo go to the uh, page of uh the chihuahua oh the uh, Army, uh, Army Chihuahua Chihuahua. backstory. Yes. Army Chihuahua. <laughs> oh, I, oh no, I forgot to feed my Chihuahua. Army Chihuahua's backstory <laughs> made me lose my shit. I was, I had, I that when I was sitting down reading this in my house all alone, I laughed four different kinds of laughs. At first, I couldn't breathe, so I was like. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did that like thing when you're trying to recuperate but you can't stop laughing. Right, I was like, right, right, right. <laughs> and then I was like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and then later on throughout the night, every time I thought back on it, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Army Chihuahua's backstory. Please is do it the in character. Funniest please. thing. I, okay, I, I will find <laughs> Army Chihuahua's backstory and I will do it in character. See, the thing is, I don't know that Army Chihuahua was even Mexican. <laughs> It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All right, let's see. So he says... We're at like uh, page 40. Yeah, I used to be a man. I used to be a man. I used to be a man. I was a soldier and I had a pet chihuahua. One day I got an urgent phone call. I had to go to war. What? A war? I'll be right there. I left (laughs) in such a hurry. I forgot to feed my chihuahua. He waited... He waited and waited for me to return, but when I didn't come back for a long time, he grew very angry. (laughs) The army was in a war with chicken head, a huge chicken with a human head. (laughs) He had an army of chicks that shot drills out of their mouths, and they would bite you if they got close. (laughs) When I got there, I met my best friend, Sergeant T., I'm gonna kill all them little chickies. Careful out there. Chicken head could shoot giant lasers out of his mouth. <laughs> By the way. Die, chickies, die! He, so, uh, Sergeant T kills all the chicks. Uh, and then, oh no, chicken head sneaks up on him, because it made him really mad. <laughs> Pew! Oh no, you killed Sergeant T! So, uh, 
Army Chihuahua, the man who would eventually become Army Chihuahua, uh, blows up uh, Chicken Head. But uh, I finally return home to a very hungry and angry pet Chihuahua. Grr. Oh no, I forgot to feed my Chihuahua. Yep, yep. <laughs> when I came to give him his food, he was so mad that he bit my finger. That was the day I gained the ability to turn into a Chihuahua. <laughs> when, I, when I am ready to fight. Wait. So you can turn back into a man anytime you want? Only, only when I am not ready to fight, which is almost never. I'm sorry, but I just, I know it. I know it's bad, but I hear Army Chihuahua as that little Taco Mexican Bell Taco Bell dog. Well, Taco Bell only, dog. When, only when I'm not ready to fight, which is almost never. Oh, and, <laughs> which is almost never. Re- regardless of that, it, you know, it is that. Just that line. <laughs> so you can turn to a Mac anytime you want, only when I am not ready to fight, which is almost <laughs> never. Oh, never. Holy crap. <laughs> there is the nothing. Is they, there's so nothing funnier than that. Here's here's the bad thing. Oh, we yes, had a chance to interview these guys. I'm inside the mouse's imagination. Axe Cop ever broke on Dark, from Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't know anything about this property. Can you tell me more? And then they went on to their own fame and fortune. Uh, I'm sure we could get them back on the show. Yeah, but, we, uh, we really should. It, we would probably record where uh, Malachi is already in bed with yeah, his probably. older brother. This, I mean, this is nonsensical stuff, and that's oh, what makes it, it is, funny. It, it is, is that. Amazing. I mean, there, I mean, if you like Family Guy, if you like the uh, Joe and Monkey web series, mm-hmm. if you like Non Sequitur, then. This, if you like uh, Farside, mm-hmm. I th- really think you'll get a kick out of this book. Mm-hmm. And this is something like when we were reviewing, what was that really long volume of like, oh, Milk and Cheese, right? Mm-hmm. This is not something that mm-hmm. you have to read from cover to cover. This is something that you can sit down, come back to later, especially when you get to Dear Axe Cop. Yeah. Because these can just be read anytime, anywhere, and they're good for a laugh. Well, and any, anywhere where it would not be no inappropriate for in you to start laughing. In a meeting at, uh, at your job, right, right in the middle of the meeting, where the head of your company is explaining why the quarterly reports are down and why people have to be laid off, is the perfect time right. to read out loud when the president says, do you have any questions? Dear Axe Cop, what do you do on Halloween? This Halloween, <laughs> I dressed as a wolfie. That's a werewolf mixed with a vampire. Although when I hear Axcock doing these questions and answers, I always hear um, "Ask a Ninja," mm-hmm. that that guy's voice. I always, I kind of, I Axcock to me kind of sounds like a slightly toned down version of Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah, yeah. I always get I'm very busy Nielsen on Thanksgiving first the night before. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's Ran- Macho that- Man Randy Savage. Now, of course, I've totally blown out my throat. So, yeah, well, I did make earlier. I need that to was uh, rough. snap into a th- Slim Jim. I think. Excuse me. Instead of a Slim Jim. For me, it's always that Frank Drebin voice. Hmm. Where you're just kind of like, I am serious and don't call me Shirley. Right, right, right. I just hear him completely. The first time I chopped someone's head off, it was a rabbit who'd been breaking all the rabbit rules. The rules are to hop and eat carrots. But this rabbit walked and ate coconuts. <laughs> you, just, The other rabbits really didn't like having to look at all that. So I chopped its head off. I'm just like, wow. Okay. 
Dear X-Cop, is there anything you're afraid of from Lily? Yes, talking gorillas. <laughs> oh, yeah. They are my greatest fear. Oh, yeah. Um, so X-Cop is a, a webcomic that then got picked up mm -hmm. by uh, Dark Horse and is getting reprinted, and they've had multiple volumes. I think they've got the... F this is the third volume that's just out recently. Um, one of our callers was talking mm -hmm. about Axe Cop, and Hence he volume makes the, three on the cup. The uh, caller uh, that called in made the recommendation, don't go buy the book. Go to the website, because mm -hmm. that's where all the... Everything is, and you can go up onto the website, read the webcomic, you can get the updates... Uh, such as the latest one where that I just asked about uh, what is Axe Cop afraid of. Um, you can get all that online. Mm -hmm. Yes or no, Rodrigo? I think that this is this is one of those really interesting situations that the internet has created, in that people can certainly ingest this stuff online for free, mm -hmm. but people are also willing to buy this to support that thing that they yeah. get for free. Yeah, and that's why I'm more than willing to go out and buy the Penny Arcade, the Sinfest, sure. the um, mm -hmm. um, Least You Can Do, mm -hmm. Gutters, Books. Yeah. Because I want to support it in that way, too. Absolutely. And, you know, or, you know, buy some Axe Cop merchandise. You know, even if you think, well, I don't necessarily need to own the stories, people will go out to the internet and say, I like Axe Cop. Yeah. I'm going to buy some Axe Cop t-shirts. OMG, this week, April 2nd through the 6th at PvP Online, Axe Cop and Lolbat team up. Wow. And if you know PvP Online and you Ooh. know Lolbat, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> i got to get over to PvP right now. Please show, continue okay, the discussion. Show, show please, over. Please just continue the discussion. I will be reading. Show over. Usually bad guys attack us while we dance, so I do fighting dance moves. <laughs> A so, good dance move is the kicking Matthew, ninja. Matthew, do you agree, yes or no, uh, buy the book, not buy the book, or go to the website and support it through that through that way? I would actually say probably both. I'm always a big believer of if you love a website and they have the collections, it's a nice way to, you know, kind of kick them back other than clicking all of their ads. I would say that having the actual Axe Cop collections that I have mm -hmm. makes it, you know, something where I can just go, you know what, I'm going to chuck this in the back of the van and I don't necessarily have to have the computer. And then I can look at poofy hair and hook mustache Axe Cop whenever I want. Or Shark Fen and Super Long Fu Manchu Mustache Axe Cop. Or, you know, the origin of Flute Cop. Yeah. These things happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, Art-wise, I mean, so from a, a child's mind, I mean, these right. things are totally possible. Oh, they're what, awesome. Um, what uh, um, Ethan did is realize the brilliance and mm -hmm. use it to his advantage. Right. To create something Agreed. very unique. But on the art side, mm -hmm. Ethan has to take his brothers, his young brothers. I mean, what is there? There's like a 30-year difference between these two. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, 24-year difference uh, between Ethan, these two. Ethan's, Ethan's a what, 28? Yeah. Ethan, and Malachi just turned eight. Yeah. There's like a 24-year difference in there. At least this is what the uh, solicitation from uh, Dark Horse said. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's brilliant. But how is the art? Well, really, that's that's probably the the thing that is most overlooked about Axe Cop is that the art is really fantastic. And that is because it perfectly 
renders the absolutely absurd world of Axe Cop mm-hmm. flawlessly. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of this stuff is just insanely well drawn. <clears throat> so you see a guy who is dressed up like a crab and he is inside this little crab suit and it is hilarious and you immediately understand mm-hmm. what's going on. You know, all, all of these things are done really well and if you know, if he was drawing something else, people would be like, "Wow, this has some really crazy drawings in it." Yeah. But the story is so crazy and so loud that it entirely eclipses the really how masterful mm-hmm. uh, the the artist yeah. is at, at rendering all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really ridiculously detailed work for one thing. And when you say a T Rex with machine guns for arms. That's a that's a that's a pretty huge concept. And to take that and go, okay, I'm gonna make this work, that takes a lot of talent. I mean, you can't just draw a T-Rex with machine gun for arms if you're not six. And he does it to where it looks like a T-Rex and they look like machine guns. And it's not something where you have to, you know, explain what's going on when it gets to ridiculous things like the machine that cuts off your face and makes your brain fall down into your lungs so you die. Or if you, you can or put the part that on where a Unibaby panel. shot poop in their faces. The poop cannon, Unibaby's poop cannon stroller, yes. In in a previous episode, uh, Axe Cop accidentally made the Pope poop his pants. That's the moments where you're just kind of like, how do you how do you draw that and have that make sense, but also have that be really funny? And if you can answer that, you're probably actually this guy. <laughs> I think he also does a good amount of editing. Like mm-hmm. the story is super crazy, mm-hmm. and I you gotta believe that there are times when the story just follows no no lines whatsoever. So it's up to him to draw these little um, to 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 string yeah, like a these, bridging to bridging string panel these or moments bridging together. Yeah. yeah, and you know I think a lot like the kid doesn't say and here are what the reaction shots are right those are all right the artists uh what's his name again uh uh, ethan right that's all ethan you know the 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 reaction of uh bad warthog man's friends Mm -hmm. that's probably ethan Mm -hmm. you know what the other characters are doing in a panel while when uh, army chihuahua is explaining his uh, backstory. Mm-hmm. That's all, Ethan. Right, interpreting, uh, interpreting things and adding things. You know, to to a certain degree, to say in the world of our Axe Cop, this is normal. In the world, mm-hmm. even for Axe Cop world, this is really weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, giving us that context in the process. Lolbat and Axe Cop teaming up, great combination. Mm. What would be another <laughs> great crossover for Axe Cop? Mm. The Blues Brothers. Okay. I say Invincible. <laughs> Axe Cop and Invincible. Axe Cop Especially and Invincible. with Invincible trying to logically go, this makes no sense! I think... And then Unibaby shoots a poop cannon right. in his face. I think I would like to see Axe Cop team up with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, TMNT, and the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> there would be like eight Ninja Turtles, and also the live-action Ninja Turtles. With the one with the girl, Axe Cop SWAT cats. Oh, because he could cut the heads off the SWAT cats. All right, all right. Now you start getting it going. So, uh, bottom line on this, Rodrigo, there is no reason not to get this. Okay, Matthew, agreed. Um, 
realize, as I said before, this is not something you have to read in one sitting. And if you want to support the website, yes, buy the book. I say sample the website first. Sure. And then go buy this, and you won't be disappointed. Especially if no, you want to support the website. buy the book. So, that's it for Axe Cop. Axe Cop. Axe Dark Horse Comics. Volume 3 out, uh, I think, now or this week or something. Go pick it up. And that wraps and up for the show. And you'll learn what's really... Thank you so much for uh, being part of the Major Spoilers experience. Next week, we're taking a look at The Goon once again. This time, it's Chinatown and the mystery of Mr. Wicker. Why? Because we know that you love comics, and we do too. And we will talk with you soon. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Visit Majorspoilers at Majorspoilers.com, and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash majorspoilers and on MySpace at myspace.com slash majorspoilers. Fat Dick's revision of Superman. I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, they kicked my butt out on the corner. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such a chance? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler What a major spoiler If I'm star raving rich like a man of iron I might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the heart cold To follow an entire storyline But would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean, who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a beast Being shot up in a fine bee In the Middle East With a king sign throwing soldier what a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah What a major spoiler Whoa, 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 whoa What a major spoiler Major Spoilers It's copyright 2012